3: Apple's IDFA, is it the end of the world as we know it? Maybe. Growth marketer, CEO, founder of Rocket Ship HQ weighs in, tells us what matters most, so stay tuned for this and more in episode
2: 392. Cracking the code on how you can drive business results and customer connection. Equipping you to acquire, engage and retain customers, inspiring lasting loyalty across mobile, web, apps and more. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Hosted by analyst, author and top 30 mobile marketing influencer Peggy Ann Salts. Thank
3: you, Ricky, and thank you for joining Mobile Presence. I'm your host as always, Peggy Ann Salts, mobile analyst, tech consultant and founder of Mobile Groove. And today it's about, well, what can I say? It's the marketing apocalypse. Uh, It's the end of the world as we know it. Who knows what it is? That's what we're here to find out. What is IDFA? What does it mean? Uh, Is it great news for consumers because they're concerned about privacy and now they can opt in? Is it a game changer? Is it a nightmare? These are tough questions. We get straight answers here on Mobile Presence. And to tell you the truth, I'm just going to cut right to the chase here. When the news hit, I contacted our guest first thing because If anybody knows what this means, he does, right? He has written some amazing must-read blogs, a blow-by-blow account of what all this means, and we'll give you those later in the show notes as well. He's connected with an impressive network of marketing experts who, like himself, are authorities on mobile and growth. So our guest today, a veteran growth consultant who's worked with a string of companies, now founder and CEO of Rocket. Ship HQ Uh, that's a top name agency that partners with fast-growing companies to help them grow faster. That's what it's all about. He's helping his clients hit their growth and profitability goals. He's here on Mobile Presence, Shamit Rao, host of Mobile User Acquisition Show, by the way, as well. So great having you here today.
0: Thank you for having me,
4: Peggy. Uh, Always a pleasure to talk to you. You are always so plugged in and you ask the Best. you asked very very good questions so always an honor to be here with you
3: awesome and you're also a host of your own show we'll, we'll maybe riff about that a little bit later because you're talking Stanley. to mobile user acqui- uh, you know mobile user experts on your mobile user acquisition show I mean when this hit what did what did you do was it all of a sudden all of your guests and everybody you know just said like wow you know this this is yeah this is it this is the apocalypse or what was the response there maybe you were even already doing your show when the news hit what 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 were you doing it's like that shot heard around the world we'll all remember it i think
4: yeah it's certainly a big milestone uh right uh, and certainly it's the end of many things as we know it however i don't think the app economy is ending Uh, It's just that that we're going to be doing things differently. Uh, And there are certain parts of the ecosystem, MMPs, DSPs, basically everybody that has been reliant thus far on device graphs, which is basically based on the IDFA, they are going to have to basically adapt to the new way of doing things and there may or may not be a place for all of them in the new paradigm come September.
3: So we'll talk about, we'll start with that because, of course, you know, marketers will always find a workaround, right? But as you said, it's really about the MarTech, ad tech scene. Um, And I was reading your blog earlier, and as I said, we'll get to that. We'll tell readers, listeners rather, how to check it out, but uh, Thomas Petit, who has to be one of my favorites when it comes to just laying things on the line, you know, it's just. Retargeting is going away, mobile DSPs are done, uh, it's it's over. If you were talking to the industry, would you agree with him? We'll talk about the marketers in a moment, but ad tech, martech, MMPs, is that done and dusted? In their current
4: form, yes. I think it's, they're, they're done and dusted. Uh, and we, you know, we can talk about each of those components uh, separately, because they're all very different. Uh, I would say MMPs in the current form are done and dusted. Mm -hmm. Some of them have spoken about how they can be intermediaries with SK Ad Network, uh, which is Apple's uh, replacement for MMPs, which is Apple's attribution solution, Mm -hmm. which may very well happen. It's just that they're not going to be anywhere as valuable as they are in the current paradigm where they are basically the storekeepers and custodians of user-level data. Yeah.
3: yeah. So basically, that's done for them. We won't have the single source of truth, as they like to say, uh, like they like to call the data they're providing. So marketers are going to have to fill in the blanks, fill in the gaps. Um, We'll get to some of the impact on strategy. I just want to understand on the business, first of all, when do you think it's going to be important? When should a marketer start to think ar- about workarounds and ways to navigate this? Is this something that they have to put at the top of their agenda now? Because, again, you know, it's just a, a few weeks ago that it was announced. Or is it something yeah. that it's like, okay, it's coming, but not right now. I can deal with other problems first. How immediate is this?
4: I would say it is pretty mission critical
3: okay.
4: considering uh, the changes will come around in September. Uh, I I would say if a marketer is real, I mean the vast majority of people we advise, I advise, I have been advising them to learn and keep their eyes and ears open at this point of time. Not necessarily make decisions because I don't think parts of the market infrastructure are ready for decisions yet. Uh, you know or i would say keep eyes and ears open see what happens in september but start preparing now
3: mhm it could be a show probably all it's on you know all, all all alone by itself you know how do i prepare what do i need to do yeah. but let's let's try this let's first yeah. start by being entirely on the same page shamat about what you think the biggest impact here is for mobile marketers. We talked about the ecosystem. You know, they'll have to think of a different game, particularly MMPs. Yeah. marketers. Is it just a matter of um, adapting and maybe focusing um, on a different aspect of marketing? You know, maybe retargeting is out mm-hmm. the window. I don't know. So let's start with what they need to focus on. What is the impact first? What is the most important impact? Of IDFA on their business right now?
4: Yeah, I would. The primary impact is that a lot of targeting capabilities that had worked in the past will not work in the future. Mm. Uh, Which means on Facebook, you could uh, run lookalikes based on purchases that were passed via the IDFAs. You could uh, build value based lookalikes, which were, you know, or, or optimized for value, which basically picked up the amount of. Uh, transaction or which would optimize for high revenue users because Facebook would know what who the high revenue users are. That will no longer be possible in the future. So, I, I, you know, it's just going to be hard for everybody to attain the results they are attaining now. Uh, right? If you're getting X percent ROAS uh, by seven days, it might just end up being X by two. Uh, you know, come September. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think what they can and should do is just have scenario plans for a short-term decline. Eventually, medium to long-term, things will shake out because this is going to impact all app developers. This is going to impact everybody. So, you know, there's going to be some amount of level setting that's going to happen over a three, four, five-month period. But the uh, uh, immediate short-term impact is going to be, performance is going to suffer because you cannot find high value users on Facebook, on DSPs. So your numbers are just going to look worse.
3: Mm-hmm. But as you said, I mean, that, that is a plus in a way, you know, it hits everyone the same way. It reminds me of these, these movies that you watch, you know, these horror movies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do in my spare time. Yes. You know, where, yeah. where you have the, uh, you have the protagonist, but someone knocks out the lights. Everyone's in the dark right? So no one has yeah, the advantage. Yeah. And that's a little bit what this is like, right? This is, uh, this is silence of the lambs meets marketing, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what are you telling your clients? Because you are very focused on growth and you're very good at what you do. I follow your work. I have high regard for it. Is there a shortcut? Is there something that marketers can be doing that is going to help them, um, Maybe weather this a bit better. We're all going to be in the dark for a while. We're not going to be able to optimize for a while, but maybe there's something you're telling them some sort of yeah. quick, quick fix.
4: Yeah, right. So, again, to the extent that they can mitigate the impact, there are a couple of things that uh, I do recommend that they do. Uh, one is to start, continue to focus on collecting emails, email IDs. If they aren't already doing that. Because if they don't have email IDs, they have just no way to identify who their users are. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, that, that can happen via a login screen or a Facebook Connect or Facebook opt-in. Uh, uh, so I, I, th- I think that, that will at the very least help them have a different identifier to uh for them to build lookalikes off, or just even identify who their best users
3: are. Okay, uh, so we got email there. I do have to go to break, but that's good. We have a cliffhanger. We continue the yeah. drama of this show, Shamant, because you know we asked, is it the end of the world as we know it? And now, listeners, you have to come back and hear about two more things you can do, two more shortcuts from Shaman, but don't go away. We'll be right back after the break.
2: Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here's your host. Peggy Ann Saltz.
3: And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz. We have Shamant Rao, host of the Mobile User Acquisition Show and also an amazing growth consultant and giving us the inside track on what you can do to make the best of IDFA. Right before the break, we stopped at number one. We've got number two and three and we've got a captive audience, Shamant. So what else beyond capturing data from emails can marketers do?
4: Because of the way... Uh, because getting lookalikes or more precise targeting is going to be extremely challenging without IDFA in the future, I expect that the campaign construction will look m- more like Google UAC, where basically you upload creators and let Google do its thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 you know, so I, I would anticipate that really. Facebook might just take all targeting levers away, and then it just you basically the only lever left to you is creative. Uh, Really, just be prepared for a more creative focused uh, uh, marketing operation than is than you have right now. So, that's number two in terms of what the future could look like uh, and what I recommend people. Do number three is also because of the way SK Ad Network is configured. Uh, I, I, I won't go into too much into the weeds, but there's one conversion that can be tracked on SK Ad Network, and really there's a timer that resets every uh, 24 hours after a conversion happens. What uh, essentially what that means for marketers is that they have. If they need to track a conversion on SK Ad Network, that conversion ideally has to happen within 24 hours, uh, within 24 hours of an install. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then they just get an install ping and you know they do not get a conversion. And that's a huge change compared to how things stand right now, because right now, you know, if somebody makes a purchase three days after install, it gets picked up. Uh, you know, and uh, but under the skad network anything over 24 hours just goes out the window so w- something that marketers can do is to make sure that early monetization is as front loaded as possible which unfortunately could also for some products result in just not very good user experience but that such it is uh, but broadly if they, you know i i do recommend that they think about front loading their monetization at least to make the most of SCAD network as it stands
3: right now. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting point. I wasn't aware of that. But if you think about it, that's going to be really tough, because I've looked at the research. I look at uh, liftoff reports quite a lot. For example, they always show the, the time to first action. Uh, you know, yeah. and it's it's it's. It's sometimes for some apps, it's under 24 hours, but in many, many cases you, yeah. you know, you consider, you think about it, you don't jump on it right away. So that's really yeah. going to um, make that extremely difficult. So what about the importance of other means of engagement and sort of continuing
5: Lowe's sabe que entre más opciones tengan los pros, mejores son las posibilidades para sus clientes. Por eso hemos tenido en cuenta a los pros como tú, para crear la mejor exhibición con una gran variedad de marcas exclusivas de alfombra Stainmaster, pisos de vinilo Procore Plus y pisos laminados Pergo. Aprovecha grandes cantidades de los artículos que necesitas y a buenos precios cada día. Otra razón más por la que Lowe's es el nuevo hogar de los pros.
3: That, that interaction because it's not going to be just like, hey, I've got the app, I'm doing stuff. It's going to be sort of more, I don't know, for lack of a better word, nurturing. And I'm hearing some, some thoughts out there, maybe it's because they're from companies that do engagement, who knows, but they're saying, right. you know, that it's going to be more about engagement than activation. What, what do mm-hmm. you say to that?
4: At the aggregate level, it's not going to be impacted nearly as much. The re-engagement is not going to be impacted nearly as much because it's not reliant on, to my limited understanding, it's not reliant as much on user values. You're not necessarily, you know, to the extent that you're you're like, oh, this one user made two hundred dollar purchases, I'm going to bring them back. That typically doesn't happen with emails and push notifications, at least mm-hmm. in my experience. So and my understanding is that a lot of uh, reactivation and re-engagement happens at an aggregate level. So I don't see that being impacted nearly as much. Uh, However, I I think something you you did touch upon, which is retargeting, which is paid Mm retargeting, that can and will definitely be impacted just because that happens primarily at the user level, right? You're basically saying, oh, this user paid $200 in the past, I will pay $100 to acquire them yeah. Uh, that's no longer going to be possible, uh, you know, but again, if you're sending out emails, you you know, you, you say, well, these are the users, these are the top thousand users who are the most valuable. I don't need to know who they specifically are. I'll send emails to these guys and I think that can, that may still be possible.
3: So if I want to just translate that for a moment to, to what I'm trying to understand is Paid retargeting, I get it. That's not going to happen. But other types of retargeting, it's almost going to like force mobile marketers to get rid of that prefix in a way. You know, I try not to even say mobile marketer anymore because you are sort of de facto multi-channel. You know, you are looking at email, mm-hmm. you are looking yeah. at other ways to engage. Uh, you should yeah. be. Period. No matter how great your mobile app is. Um, yeah. So this is going to decrease paid retargeting, maybe increase efforts and focus on other ways to win back users or to keep them engaged. You know, you just don't want to lose them in the first place because paid retargeting yeah. isn't going to work to get them back.
4: Yeah, 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 right. And I certainly would agree with that assessment, just because mm-hmm. I, I do think companies will focus harder on re-engaging their existing users because acquisition, at least in the short term, is going to be much more challenging. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, things will probably settle down.
3: What are you seeing, because you've, you've seen a lot, and you're talking to so many people. I'm just curious, you know, just for a little bit of fun maybe, um, the most outrageous uh, reaction you've heard to IDFA, or maybe the most interesting or humorous. I mean, um, I've gone through a couple, you've documented a couple, you're talking to a lot of people. I mean, is it really like the sky is falling down out there, or are people... Um, measured in how they are reacting?
4: I I think the most common reaction is, the sky's falling down, the end is near.
3: (laughs) I don't
4: fully subscribe to that uh, just because I think a certain way of doing things is going to go away. It doesn't mean the app economy is. So I I would say a lot of statements tend to be somewhat panic driven. And I think this is an opportunity just because apps are not going away. We are all going to have to reinvent and change the way we do things. And I think that's certainly an opportunity for all very, very many parts of the mobile app ecosystem.
3: Mm-hmm. How about yourself? I mean, just in a few words, I mean, you have a consultancy, you are helping yeah. companies grow, hit their targets. Yes, it's very UA focused, but probably you're also going to be looking more at creatives and creative ways to help your clients. Well, how are you going to shift what you offer? Yeah,
4: you know, at this point of time, I think we are primarily watching and learning. And I will say anybody who says they have perfect answers to what exactly they will do in September, I think they would be dis- disingenuous. Uh, so I would say th- at this point, we are watching and learning, but we have hypotheses for things that we can and should we can consider doing, some of which I talked about, focus more on uh, collecting emails and having, building up a store of first party data, basically, Mm -hmm. right? Focus more on creators. Assume that that is the only lever available to you. Uh, What would we do if creator was the only lever available to us, right? Uh, And, and you know, yeah, and really continue to talk to people and learn and get a very, very good sense of what might happen. Understand the uh, intricacies of, SCAD networks, a SCAD network. it's not very complicated, it's not rocket science, but that's what everyone's going to have to work with and deal with. So that's something we that I'm spending significant amounts of time understanding the nuances of. Uh, really, yeah, so that's what we are doing. I don't think any of that translates into a concrete strategic plan for September, I would say. Uh, like I said, I don't think anybody has that fleshed out just now.
3: Well, I have to say a great segue, right? Because you say talk to the industry, talk to people, learn from them. That's why we have you on my show. But we do have to go to break a final time show month. So listeners, don't go away.
2: We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. That's podcast.wmr.fm.
0: Rankings. Let top SEOs give you peace of mind. Topseos.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
2: Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.fm. Here's your host, Peggy and Saltz.
3: And we are back at Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy and Saltz, as always, Shamut Rao is our guest today, founder, CEO of Rocketship HQ and talking about IDFA. Is it as bad as it sounds? Maybe not. We've heard a lot from you, Shaman, but uh, there's another sort of drama going on here, and I'd just love to have you weigh in on this because, you know, if you're in the industry as we are, you just sort of love these rivalries and these stories. You know, what is going on here? Is there a war between Apple and Facebook, it's almost like something you could see in Star Wars, you know, is the force mm-hmm. going to be disrupted oh. or something, uh, planets exploding, somebody's up to something. You can almost feel that someone at Apple was looking at Facebook's bottom line and said, you know what, we ought to be in on this. <laughs> because that's certainly what it seems, yeah. but, but what do you think?
4: So yes, obviously a lot of Facebook's revenue is from advertising. I think the last I checked, it's not of 97, 98% is from advertising. Mm. What's what's also true is Apple's services revenue is real has been growing in the last couple of years, and they need to make sure to sustain that. So when when I say services, that's the App Store revenue, and uh, it wouldn't have surpri- it wouldn't surprise me if they're, they're looking at Facebook and they're saying, "Wow, this is really something that we could." burrow into to buttress our services revenue. That's certainly something that very well could have happened just because Apple needs to grow its services revenue. Hard, Apple's hardware revenue, which is way, way more substantial. I think it's 250 something billion dollars. And as I think this, I believe the services revenue is much, much smaller. Uh, It's harder to grow. Hardware revenue is harder to grow services revenue they see it as being having more upside i will also say the other part of this dynamic is that apple does not have a good track record of producing good ad tech uh, mm. i i used iad which is their uh, advertising offering in 2013 2014 it was terrible uh apple search is very rudimentary uh you know it works because there's no uh, people don't have alternatives and it's very rudimentary compared to nearly every other ad tech product i've used uh so i don't know how well apple can really build something to supplant facebook or take away facebook's revenues uh but certainly i think this dynamic is fairly cr- critical to what is happening lately
3: yeah that was my feeling too i remember uh, I ad and I remember <laughs> the blogs and the and the and you know just it was it was substandard and then everyone talking about Apple search ads. I mean, you just have to go over to a place like Mobile Dev Memo and just ask someone to weigh in and it's not positive. So that could very well be it. Um, what about Google? It seems to be on the sidelines, sort of. You know, Google at UAC. I remember people complaining about that too, but we all did fine. Um, is it something where it's one to watch? There's going to be something changing in how Google does advertising. Have you given any thought to that, Shamat? Because of course you are a veteran, been there, done that. What are you thinking?
4: Yeah, Google has, you know, has been a follower in terms of privacy, right? So when Apple did the Lab Zero, which you know, for those who aren't familiar, about two ish years ago, Apple said, oh. We, we will let users say, opt, uh, we don't want to be tracked and that IDFA is going to show us zero. Google followed a couple of months later. Google's been a follower, so I wouldn't be surprised if Google went down this path in a, you know, in a couple of months or a year from now. Uh, I would also say Google, because of the way UAC is structured right now, they, uh, they're less reliant on IDFAs for targeting But they can, uh, for direct targeting, you you don't have anything like a lookalike, but certainly uh, in terms of their performance for their ROAS targeting or even event optimization, it's not going to, they're going to be in a very similar boat as Facebook. So I would say they will be impacted, Mm
5: -hmm. I would say
4: to a marginally lesser extent because uh, they don't have anything like lookalikes right now.
3: So really, it's up to the marketer. Um, probably up to you because you'll be working with them, helping them, um, and I'm sure that our listeners are going to want to keep up to date with you, you know, maybe check out your blogs, check out your company. What's the best place, Shalmant, because you're all over the place actually, but if I want to get in touch with you, maybe even say, hey, you know, I would like your services. How would I do that? Yeah. Where would I go? And, and where would I get the best view of, you know, your vast insights?
4: Yeah, uh, you know, oh, thank you for the kind words, Peggy. Uh, and uh, the vast insights really are from the people we talked to. So this, mm. uh, you know, uh, on the Mobile User Acquisition Show. It's a mouthful, but hopefully it's somewhat intuitive. Uh, MobileUserAcquisitionShow.com, go there. Uh, and, you know, we have quite a few episodes lately on what's unfolding with the IDFA. We had something today on how IDFA is impacting the programmatic space. So I think uh, we, uh, that's the best place to follow really mobile user acquisition insights, mobile growth insights, uh, more from our guests than from myself. Uh, you know. And of course, if they want to check out what we do, go to RocketshipHQ.com. We have a uh, post IDFA reading list up there. I'll have an updated version up potentially by later this week. Uh, so definitely that's where they can find out more about how we work and what we do which could look very, very different in a couple of months. So, yeah, we are preparing to change our website.
3: Well, that's interesting. Maybe I'll have you back. In fact, I I will have you back, Shamat, because as you're changing, um, I think that's important because that means the market is changing. And of course, we have to keep everyone up to date on what's going on there. You're a great source of information for that. Thanks you so much for being on the show today and for sharing what you're hearing and what you're seeing out there. Great to have you.
4: Absolutely, Peggy. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Honored to be on your
3: show. Thank you. And listeners, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove.com is where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services and tons of articles about the app industry. You can check out this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to wmr.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching mobile presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.
5: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. There's never a good time for your furnace or air conditioner
0: to stop working, but we're honored that for the past 100 years... Atlas Butler customers have relied on us the night before Thanksgiving, the day before their wedding, and even Christmas morning for fast, convenient service. Your trust means everything. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you.
3: Atlas Butler is at your service. Call 1-800
2: Furnace.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently